With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. It's hard to keep up with them. The parade of polls showing President Biden's approval ratings are in the cellar. One of the latest surveys, Quinnipiac University, Mr. Biden's approval rating just 38 percent. Despite the dismal numbers, Virginia Democrat gubernatorial candidate Terry McAuliffe is inviting Mr. Biden to join him on the campaign trail next week. McAuliffe running neck and neck with Republican Glenn Youngkin. President Biden admits he has no near-term answers for high gas prices, which he is blaming on OPEC. He also tells a CNN town hall he'd consider deploying the National Guard to deal with supply chain issues, although the White House later clarified that such a move would be up to governors. The president vows America would come to Taiwan's defense if the self-governing democracy was attacked by China. Taiwan welcoming the remarks China predictably is not. Mr. Biden's comments represent a departure from a long-standing U.S. policy of being vague about its commitments to Taiwan. That policy aims to maintain the status quo. It discourages self-governing Taiwan from declaring independence because it doesn't know if it can rely on American support. It also encourages inaction in Beijing. That's the BBC's Michael Bristow. Also at SRNnews.com, a tragedy involving actor Alec Baldwin. It happened on the set of a movie Baldwin is producing and starring in in New Mexico. Authorities say Baldwin killed the cinematographer and wounded the movie's director yesterday when he fired a prop gun and was supposed to be holding blanks while filming. Police continue to investigate. No charges have been filed. On Wall Street this morning, stock futures are mixed. Right now, Dow futures are up 76 points. NASDAQ futures down 26. S&P futures five points higher ahead of this morning's opening bell. This is SRN News. AM 600, 101.1 FM, WBOB News. Good morning, I'm Patrick Johnson. In a story that had gained national attention, a 70-year-old great-grandmother pulled off to jail last month after refusing to leave her critically ill daughter's side at UF Health in Jacksonville. Now the misdemeanor charge of trespassing against Lynn Savage has been dropped. It makes sense to me that they would drop the charges. It didn't make sense to me that they would arrest me at all. Savage says that the nurse who called security should have recognized that she was her daughter's advocate. JSO says two women were in a fight when one of them tried to shoot the other, missed, and a bullet struck an innocent bystander. Investigators say the intended victim is cooperating with the police. We're working to get more information on the suspect. By the way, the person that was shot checked into the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Elsewhere, a man is fighting for his life after being shot Thursday evening in the Magnolia Gardens neighborhood. JSL found the victim who had crashed into a utility pole on Cleveland Road. That's Jacksonville.radio news. How long does it take to get to the forest? That's not far. What are we going to do? Hike? Sure. Are we there yet? Yep. It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org, brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. Financial issues plague us all, especially in these uncertain times. Dan Celia helps us navigate these difficult financial times every weekday from 9 till noon on AM 600 WBOB. Where are the tie-ups to avoid WBOB traffic? Southbound Roosevelt at 295. Traffic lights aren't working right. That's just what we need. Southbound Roosevelt right there at 295. Watch out for the traffic lights. Still that broken down vehicle in the southbound I-95 right lane right at Riverside. I-95 southbound right at Riverside. Still have a broken down vehicle in the right lane. Be aware. Mostly sunny today. Expect the high 86. Tonight partly cloudy. Low 63. 68 degrees now in Jacksonville. 
Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has called for a special session in November for state lawmakers to address federal vaccine mandates for businesses and for workers. Florida State Attorney General Ashley Moody announced this week that her office has shut down three fraudulent websites attempting to steal driver license information. She also warns consumers to still be on the outlook for COVID-19 scams. And state Democrats say they will move to repeal Florida's Stand Your Ground Law. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB by calling 831-0600, 831-0600, or email ed at wbob.com. AM 600 and 101.1 FM, WBOB. Hey, good morning. Coming up on five minutes after 8 a.m. Roger Henderson out for today in the next couple of days, taking some time off. So you've got me along with some guests. And then, of course, A.J. Davis filling in all the way with you to 9 a.m. Good mm-hmm. to have everybody with us. Let's get on with the news. It's Ed Dean right here on Talk Radio. WBOB new polling data shows among several of those being polled that consumers are noticing the shortages majorly at food chain outlets and also at retail stores. Americans are paying attention to the supply chain crisis. Our new polling shows 71% of those responding have noticed products out of stock. 55% have noticed slow delivery times. So far, 39% say they have stocked up on food and essentials because of all of this. That's host of Special Report Brett Baer. William Lajones from Fox News reports hundreds of ships are still off most of the U.S. courts trying to get into the ports. Across the country, the supply chain crisis is hitting home. A record 159 ships, 63 in port, but 96 offshore, waiting sometimes weeks to dock. Longshoremen say they're ready to heed the president's call for 24-7, but when the ports ask truckers to work, the 3 to 7 a.m. shift, not enough showed. We have three shifts, first, second, and third. They choose not to work the third because there's no one comes to pick up the cargo on the third shift because on the other side of the supply chain, there's no place to take the container. Another polling data also shows that most are not buying into the Biden White House and the Democrats spending where a small minority believes it's only going to benefit their back pocket. president is in political peril as 43% of registered voters polled are finding bills for groceries and everyday items have increased a lot. Part of the president's proposed fixed trillions worth of new government spending, but only 38% believe the plans would help the economy. Fox News, Peter Ducey. Remember last month when the National School Board Association sent out a letter to the Biden administration asking for the Department of Justice to investigate school parents and refer to them as domestic terrorists? Well, now the Attorney General Merrick Arlen is scaling back some of those emails out there saying that, well, really it was kind of overblown. We have no plans of going after parents at local school district meetings. Attorney General Merrick Garland spending part of his day on the defense at a House hearing. Republicans hammering away at a federal response to protests at local school board meetings. Louisiana Republican Congressman Mike Johnson. Instead of addressing the major issues facing the country, they're inserting the DOJ into culture war matters. Garland telling the House Judiciary Committee the Justice Department supports parents' free speech rights. I can't imagine any circumstance in which the Patriot Act would be used in the circumstances uh, of parents complaining 
anything about their children, nor can I imagine a circumstance where they would be labeled as domestic terrorism. He says the goal is trying to prevent violence and the threat of violence. Fox Radio Lisa Brady, Florida special session could happen next month. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says he would call a special session to deal with the proposed vaccine mandates by the White House. Governor Ron DeSantis pushing back against the Biden administration's plan to impose vaccine mandates. He is calling for a special legislative session now to address federal vaccine mandates for businesses and workers. He outlined broad goals for the session, including holding businesses liable for adverse reactions to the vaccine, removing legal liability protections for employers with those vaccine mandates in place, and added protections for people who've been fired for not being vaccinated. That's WPTV down in South Florida. Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody has been shutting down several websites attempting to steal your driver's driver's license information. She also warns of current COVID-19 scams that are still in place. COVID scams are hot right now. Scammers, email or text to confirm your personal information so you can receive your stimulus check. But they're really stealing your identity. Also, watch out for COVID phishing emails. Common subject lines include vaccine registration, information about your vaccine, vaccine requirements. Phishing's also cashing in on the popularity of Zoom. You'll get an email with the Zoom logo telling you you're missing a meeting. But when you click on the link, hackers can download malicious software on your computer. If you do click on a phishing link, immediately disconnect your device from the internet. While you are disconnected, back up your files onto a hard drive. Then scan your system for malware and change all of your passwords. News for Jack's anchor, Melanie Lawson. More coming up next right here on Talk Radio WBOB. Where are the tie-ups to avoid WBOB traffic? Still have the broken down vehicle southbound I-95 at Riverside. The right lane is blocked there. Also southbound Roosevelt at 295. The traffic lights aren't working correctly right now. Southbound Roosevelt at 295. Another accident, I-95 southbound near St. Augustine, near mile marker 319. It's off on the right shoulder. Mostly sunny today. Expect the high 86. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 63. Okay, some good news during a challenging time for everybody, and this could really help. You may know hundreds of thousands of people have already made the switch to MediShare, which is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And with so many people looking at how they pay for health care right now, seeing premiums going up or the cost of COBRA plans, MediShare has a special offer and a lot of people are taking advantage of it. Simply apply by October 30th and they will waive your new member fee. That's $170 savings. And of course, that's just a start. The typical family saves $500 a month after making the switch. MediShare is a Christian community that has shared over $4 billion in medical bills and it's worked beautifully for decades. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Here it is. Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. 
Canines for Warriors is ending veteran suicide and returning our warriors to a life of dignity and independence. I deployed for the U.S. Army in 2003. I've been in eight different IED uh, explosions. Uh, I don't know how many gunfights we've been in. Five and a half years of combat. It takes its toll on you. A lot of cumulative experience and trauma. Canines for Warriors pair specially trained service dogs with vets in need. You know, the thing I can tell you about my dog is... His eyes have that perfect amount of judgment, but also that perfect amount of love. And no matter what I do, he just looks at me like I'm either an idiot or I'm the best thing in the world. Uh, He's my cranky old man, and I love him. Your generosity will go right to work to help pair a struggling warrior with a shelter dog trained to help veterans with post-traumatic stress disorder, traumatic brain injury, and or military sexual trauma. Give your best gift today by going to caninesforwarriors.org. Water is life. The human body is over 70% water by weight. People everywhere are looking for the highest quality water possible to replenish their bodies and quench their thirst. Provide it for them and own your own business. Become the newest LeBlue Ultra Pure Bottled Water Licensee. LeBlue is looking to expand into Savannah, Southern Georgia, and into Jacksonville. LeBlue has a 40-year history in the bottled water industry with more than 1 million people drinking LeBlue daily. Compare LeBlue's taste and purity with any other bottled water and let your body make the choice. Hi, I'm Nolan Ryan. This is my wife, Ruth. We drink LeBlue bottled water every day. LeBlue is the purest, best-tasting water we have found anywhere in the market. Our bodies love LeBlue, and yours will too. LeBlue Ultra Pure Bottled Water. It's simply common sense. Look into this incredible opportunity. LeBlue.com. That's L E B L E U.com. Good morning. It's finally Friday. Mostly sunny. Looking pretty good. Some high thin clouds out there. Maybe a stray shower could happen some point during the day. High 86. Tonight, partly cloudy. Low 63. Saturday, we'll start the weekend with plenty of awesome sunshine. I-85. 68 degrees now in Jacksonville. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB by calling 831-0600, 831-0600, or email ed at wbob.com. AM 600 and 101.1 FM. So as you just heard, uh, yesterday, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis announced there will be a special session. I think he's doing this instead of in any executive order. I think this is the right way to go. That uh, they're going to have a special session coming up in November dealing with the proposed vaccine mandates by the Biden White House. This is what the governor said yesterday. We need to take action to protect Florida jobs. And we have a situation now, unfortunately, in our country where we have a federal government that is very much... Um, trying to use the heavy hand of government uh, to force uh, a lot of these injections. And you have a lot of folks that actually believe that that decision should be theirs and that we believe in having basic medical freedom and individual choice and that your right to earn a living should not be contingent upon COVID shots. That we said from day one, we'll make it available for all, but we will mandate it on none because ultimately we wanted individuals to make the dis- determinations about what was right uh, for them. All right, I think we could, we could pack a lot into that. I'll get into that in a moment. Kevin Derby is the editor for FloridaDaily.com. Kevin, what do we know about this special session? And is this one of these, do they expect a long week, uh, a couple of days? Is it going to be much in this bill? What have we heard? 
that's going to be the question. And look, I think it's very interesting that DeSantis called a special session. We don't really have the proposal. We don't really have the date. I'm hearing it's going to be a few days in November. And I think there's a reason we're not hearing this. Look, uh, what's what's the plan? Well, no one's really sure. You have the state Senate president, Wilton Simpson, the Spitty House Speaker, Chris Sproul, saying, well, we think we're going to be able to get rid of OSHA. We're, we're going to opt out of OSHA, a federal program. But there's a lot of silence coming in from the business community, and that's the problem. Look, uh, you know, 10, 12 years ago, Disney got into a lot of problems with OSHA and the monorails. If the mouse thinks that getting rid of OSHA, you know, opting out of OSHA, if it even can be done, if the mouse thinks that getting rid of OSHA is going to hurt their business, the mouse will roar. And that puts things in a very specific, very different position. One other thing. Why is this being done in a special session as opposed to a regular session? Simple. As we all know, the second, uh, the last year of a special uh, regular session begins, nobody cares about the state House Speaker. Nobody cares about the state Senate President. We care about who's next in line. I've said many times on this show, conservative bills die in the Florida Senate despite Republican control. Well, Wilton Simpson's moving that gavel on to Kathleen Pasadomo, a Southwest Florida legislature, a legislator, a very uh, pro-business moderate. She's not exactly a conservative, nor near as conservative as Wilton Simpson is. That is the reason. And, you know, all of a sudden, ah. if Pasadomo is sitting there controlling redistricting, if she's controlling the rules committee, what bills get to the light of the day, so, which ones don't, it's a very different story. Now, you bring in some interesting perspectives. So the reason why, I was asking this question this morning, I got some emails from some friends, and they said the reason why the governor is doing this is because, and I think this is going to be heard maybe fast-tracked to the U.S. Supreme Court, is that they have to pass a law in order to have something yep. to move forward with this. I get that. We don't know what's inside the bill, but I must tell you, if you look at the politics, and man, you nail it out of the ballpark, why not get it done now uh, before some of the moderates in the Florida State Senate get a hold of it and water it down? Politically, is this a, at least, this is what I'm thinking here. It At least, because we don't know what's inside this bill, I get it, but I'm always asking what it is. Politically, what does this do for the Democrats? Does it kind of put them on defense? Because you got a lot of polls that are over the map. Some people like the vaccine mandate, but we don't want a vaccine mandate if we want to go to a ball game, a Jags game, a concert. Right. I mean, they're all over the map here. Politically, uh, who benefits from this? Does it put the, the Democrats on defense? What do you think? It could put the Democrats on defense. It could also mean, look, we, we've seen in recent years the, the marriage between big business and the GOP is starting to show signs of cracking. Uh, if big business doesn't, if the big business thinks that DeSantis is going too far here, they'll find another horse. They won't put money on Nikki Fried. They're certainly not going to put money on Senator Tadeo, who just jumped in the race this week for the gubernatorial. Charlie Crist, very different story. Charlie Chris could actually end up as a beneficiary if DeSantis goes too far and big business starts hedging its bets. Whatever we think of Charlie Chris, he's enough of an opportunist. He's generally pro-business enough. And he actually came out this week saying, I don't like what the Biden administration is doing on IRS. You know, $600 transaction reporting. Uh, I think business can get along with Charlie Chris if DeSantis goes too far. That's another storyline here. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, talk to me. The um, I mean, we've got some of the areas with polling data out there all over the map. Sure. And then, you know, I got the special session. 
Um, we see some of these bills that Congress is doing right now. I mean, is there really, I know they've got what's called a de facto timeline. They want to ram all of this infrastructure and things done by the end of October, but technically there's, I mean, they could wait till November to December. What are you hearing right now? Do you think it's going to go into those and uh, it's going to be much more of a watered down bill? I'm still thinking, I'm not a fan of it, but I'm, I'm, I'm still convinced something's going to get passed. Something's going to get passed on infrastructure. It won't be anywhere near what Biden wanted, but they will pass it, and they'll pass it by October 31st. We refill those federal highway uh, funds. That's essentially why they need it by October 31st. I think they will break it up. I think you'll see enough of Sinema getting on board, of uh, Manchin getting on board. There will be enough Republicans on the infrastructure bill. You'll throw money in Alaska. <laughs> How about the big Markowski one? On that board. that yeah. human infrastructure yeah. bill. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that's that. but it won't be anywhere near what, what originally was proposed. I do think that will come through by the end of uh, end of the month. Um, we had a big story out in FloridaDaily.com um, that uh, you look at just the perfect storm. If you look outside the governor's race, is this just one of those where I think, or is it possible that even in some of the nonpartisan races in Florida, forget about how, I don't give a flip what happens in Loudoun County, Virginia, okay? That sure. does not have an effect in Florida for the most part. Having said this, is it fair to say, do you think, I mean, as of now, this could all change, but... We, we were doing a story where the 2022 elections for school board races in Florida may be some of the most contested that maybe we've seen for, I don't know, 15, 20 years, maybe since the Common Core days. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's exactly correct. I think you're going to see very a lot of intensity in, in the school board fights, especially in certain key counties. I'm looking at Brevard, for example, not too far south of Jackson, about an hour and a half, about two hours. Uh, that, that'll be one, I think, where you'll see a, a lot of action. A little bit in Alachua County, the Gainesville area. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting battle. We're talking school board races, a lot of parents in a lot of emotion at that level. Look, I think the gubernatorial contest will uh, get more than a share of attention. A handful of the congressional races will get some attention, just depending on how redistricting goes. You know, maybe if Demings catches fire, okay. Maybe Demings versus Rubio gets a little attention. I don't see much action otherwise at the state level. There aren't many uh, hot-button initiatives coming up yet for constitutional amendments. Uh, you know, the state cabinet races, yeah, maybe the agriculture race gets interesting, but, you know, the state CFO Patronus is going to win in a walk, so will Ashley Moody. That being the case, you will see a lot of action at the school board level. There's a lot of passion going on there about what to be taught and uh, how to handle mandates. That's where a lot of the action is going to be next year, absolutely. You know, I want to see, I mean, I'm with you in the mask mandates, but let's say COVID is seasonal, it kicks up again, okay, that debate will come back up before the election next year, but hypothetically, let's say it doesn't, does the mask mandates, let's say schools get rid of them within the next month, does it, I mean, almost a year later, do you still think it translates and still a hot button issue? I mean, compared to what the legislature may do about Florida standardized assessment tests, where a lot of parents still got to do makeup grades for school closures, they're not happy of teaching to the test instead of teaching to young kids over a year's period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think you'll see a lot of interest, even if the COVID mask mandate starts falling by the wayside over the next year. Why? Because students, parents are engaged. We're seeing more crowded school board meetings than ever before. Passion on both sides of uh, you know the issues. One other thing: look, Florida. You know, I always think of Bob Graham's old rule: that one third of the state changes over every ten every ten years, and that's true. It makes national politics much more important in Florida than ever before. It makes local politics much more important. And, yeah, I mean, school boards are at the heart of local politics. There are a lot of engaged parents. And the thing I think we've got to keep coming back to, look, everyone always makes out that, uh, you know, well, they did this with Common Core all those years ago. The opponents are a bunch of 
tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorists. No. And if you actually go to the, the uh, school board meetings, if you actually listen, the media actually did that. They would see the most passionate, passionate people on, on both sides of the issue are the mothers. Yeah. They are concerned. They are engaged. And, and that's, I think, going to be a, a key constituency in 2022, as you know that in that article. Yeah, thanks. I, yeah, you, you, look, this is, hey, you don't anger the mama bear. Okay. No, they, never do. That's never. right. So anyway, not referring to women as a bear. I'm just using it as an analysis because mama bears are very protective of their young, and that's just the way it is. And so we see that in in the uh, human nature as well. So Kevin Derby, um, who is traveling on the road today, be safe, my friend. Uh, editor. Thank you, my friend. Of FloridaDaily.com. Good to talk to you, brother. Probably see you, my friend. Take care. All right, man. So got more news. I I still think those school board races overall are just going to be hot button issues. The question is. Is it still going to be a hot-button issue? If mask mandates are still around, I think so, but where does it move along? Mask mandates, let's say that COVID kind of goes by the wayside. Now, if mask mandates come up again for next year again, if it's seasonal, then I understand it's a big debate. The question is the mask mandates. I think, I think it does it slow down? Some parents say, hey, it's done with. It was a year ago. Does it still become an issue 12 months from now? You know, the one thing COVID exposed was the classroom. Yeah. And, and the unions, I, you know, it's, it's not just the mask mandate that has parents upset. It's what they've seen in the classroom. It's what they've seen individual teachers do. It's curriculum that they weren't aware that even was going on. Um, you know, some of the personal issues. So I, I do, th- I have seen more energy in the Republican Party regarding school board races than I have in any other time. And I agree with you. I, I, yeah. This, this, these are these are more hotly contested, I think, than yeah, some it's, of the main it's, races. It's not critical race theory. Critical race theory is not being taught in the schools. Number one, because the governor says, "I'm." If it was, the governor would have told you. He says, "I'm going to propose of not any new curriculums." But the teachers' unions making uh, going back to the uh, the classroom size or not classroom size, but in person learning. I think still that's a big issue. If parents, real quick, before we go to break, if they find at the end of the year how many much longer that the kids haven't come back up. That still may end up ticking them off, you know, because of uh, the, the school closure. So, eight twenty-five talk radio, WBOB. Where are the tie-ups to avoid WBOB traffic? Still have the broken-down vehicle southbound I ninety-five at Riverside. The right lane is blocked there. Also, southbound Roosevelt at two ninety-five. The traffic lights aren't working correctly right now. Southbound Roosevelt at two ninety-five. Another accident I ninety-five southbound near St. Augustine. Near mile marker 319, it's off on the right shoulder. Mostly sunny today. Expect the high 86. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 63. Sharon Mills, realtor with Watson Realty Corporation, says congratulations. We've made it this far, and the better times we prayed for are ahead. Although there are still challenges, we must continue to remain standing and never lose sight of our hopes and dreams. Sharon Mills believes this is a time to dream bigger for yourselves and America. Time to chart a new course, new normal, and thrive. Remember, those who keep moving when everyone else stops will get closer to their dreams faster. Sharon Mills wants to help you get there. Now is a great time to sell or buy a home to move closer to your dreams. Sharon Mills knows how to get it done. Call 904-534-6087. 904-534-6087. Sharon Mills, Realtor with Watson Realty Corporation. She's there for you. 
Maintaining your community or company's facility security is a priority, but it's not always easy. Until now, Sunbelt Gated Access Systems is now a Brevo access dealership for all of Northeast and Central Florida. Brevo's streamlined process is cloud-based, providing easy system access from anywhere on your computer, tablet, or smartphone. Brevo's system is built for the future with the ability to change with the times and accommodate you, the user. Your security management should be a one-stop shop. Forget multiple platforms with different software for each. Sunbelt Gated Access Systems and Brevo will eliminate the hassle, stress, and unknowns that you deal with every day with your current security provider. Invest in total security for your community or business with smartphone credentials, video capabilities, telephone entry, visitor management, and wireless locks all managed through one cloud-based software platform. It's time for you to improve responsiveness, manage your access control, and enhance your overall security needs. Visit SunbeltSYS.com. That's SunbeltSYS.com. Are you an engineer or in charge of the municipal budget that takes care of the wastewater collection system at the pump station pros? That's what we're all about. We want to make sure that you know what your equipment is capable of doing so that you can plan expenditures avoid unnecessary costs. We sell pumps of all kinds, and we have the ability to help you install it. We're the Pump Station Pros since 1948, serving Nassau, St. John's, Clay, and Duval County. Call us, 904-249-8080. That's 249-8080. We have more technicians than any company that is currently doing pump station work in northeastern Florida. Why not bring that knowledge and expertise to look at your equipment? Consolidated Utilities, 904-249-8080. Welcome to a Friday. It's finally Friday. We've got some mostly sunny skies, a few clouds here and there with a high 86. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 63. Saturday, it's going to be sunny. High 85 to start off the weekend. Should be a good weather weekend. 68 degrees now in Jacksonville. Talk Radio WBOB. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB by calling 831-0600, 831-0600, or email ed at wbob.com. AM 600 and 101.1 FM. WBOB. Domestic terrorism. Uh, so I guess the uh, AG is walking back those uh, comments, calling the uh, school board parents that we're going to investigate. So you knew that was going to happen. He all right. got grilled yesterday. Yeah, he got grilled pretty good yesterday. So, all right, we'll talk more about this and a lot of other issues coming up next. Talk Radio WBOB. AM 600 and 101.1 FM, the conservative voice of Jacksonville, WBOB. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. President Biden's pledge that the U.S. will come to Taiwan's defense if the self-governing island is attacked by China being welcomed in Taipei, denounced in Beijing. China says there's no room for compromise on the issue. It has flown a number of military aircraft into Taiwan's defense zone in recent months. President Biden predicts sky-high gas prices will be with us into next year. He tells a CNN town hall he has no near-term answers to the price spike 
she blames on OPEC-related supply issues. The president also says he just hasn't had the time to get down to the southern border, adding, I guess I should go. Wall Street stock futures mixed. Dow futures are up 69 points. NASDAQ futures down 36. And the S&P futures three points higher. More details at srnnews.com. News on WBOB, AM 600 and 101.1 FM. Charges dropped for a 70-year-old great-grandmother who refused to leave her daughter's side at the hospital UF Health in Jacksonville last month. 70-year-old Lynn Savage said she was merely acting as her daughter's advocate following brain surgery, which had been requested by the surgeon. I was being instrumental in helping them communicate with her, and then all of a sudden they want me to leave. We're not asking for anybody to bend the rules. We're asking people to provide the same services to her that are provided to people without a handicap. We not only ask that, the ADA ruled on that. A bystander hit by a stray bullet during a fight between two women in Arlington. This happened at an apartment complex on Kona Avenue last night. The innocent bystander taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. We're working to get an update on the investigation. And JSO says a man was shot overnight, crashed into a utility pole on Cleveland Road. Working to get an update on his condition. That's Jacksonville.radio news. WBOB is news and information. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. WBOB is traffic and weather. Good morning today. We'll see a mix of WBOB is conservative opinion. It was a procedural move, but it was a win for Republicans. And faith. To let God decide in our hearts what is good for the kingdom. AM 600, 101.1 FM, WBOB. Where are the tie-ups to avoid WBOB traffic? Still over on southbound Roosevelt to 295. Traffic lights not working correctly there. Something to keep in mind. A hit-and-run accident now at Lane at Ramona. Lane at Ramona Avenue. No lanes are blocked there, but be aware. Help your friends see something on the road that'll help them. 901-7233. Mostly sunny today. Expect a high 86. Tonight, partly cloudy. Low 63. 68 degrees now in Jacksonville. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has called for a special session in November for state lawmakers to address federal vaccine mandates for businesses and for workers. Florida State Attorney General Ashley Moody announced this week that her office has shut down three fraudulent websites attempting to steal driver license info. She also warns consumers to still be on the outlook for COVID-19 scams. And new polling data shows most consumers are beginning to notice the supply shortages at retail stores. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB by calling 831-0600, 831-0600, or email ed at wbob.com, AM 600 and 101.1 FM, WBOB. So Roger's out this morning taking some vacation time. A.J. Davis filling in with the news. Ron Davis, our legal commentator in the studio, is with us as well. So the buying plan, remember, it was at 3.5. Then it was up around, if you really look at the spending, 4.5 to $5 trillion. The taxes that they proposed was only going to raise about 2.3, but they claimed it was all financed and paid for. Well, finance, well, depending on who you ask. They're still out there saying that the bill is actually zero cost. Here is the, uh, here we go. 
Here's the Deputy White House Press Secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre. Here we go. And the price tag for this legislation is zero. There is an expansive menu of options for how to finance the president's plan. Okay, wait a second. So the reporter kind of goes after her a little bit, but you can't sit here and say, well, it's, it's zero cost, but in the same sentence, you're going to finance it. If you finance something, it costs something here. Here's more of the clip where the reporter asked her, and she, again, they're doubling down. It's zero cost. And so that's what we're going to be discussing and negotiating and trying to to figure out. So we can, again, deliver for the American public. And just for clarity, I mean, everyone gets it. The price tag isn't actually zero. These new programs do cost money, right? So why not level with American voters and say that there is a cost here, but they're aiming to do it without raising the deficit? No, we are being uh, honest with the American people. We are being proper. Agree, no, right? it, it, it is. We are. We. It is costing. Uh, it is going to bring zero dollars to the to the deficit, and we're being very clear about that because that's what we want to make sure that. <sighs> okay, if you want to have a meltdown with Don Lemon, maybe you should have a meltdown where these numbers are ac- absolutely false. There is, and they say with a straight face, they can't tell you how it is because remember, it was just a few months ago that they were saying we played the clips just to loan off the infrastructure and some of these other packages. They were saying that it was going to take 10 to 15 years, 15 years, just to see an, an decrease in the deficit. And somehow with the weird math, which they don't even have enough out there because they're short, they're out there telling everybody's going to cost zero. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, even if you accepted them at their word that it would cost zero based on their current numbers, when has any Democrat plan ever cost what they said it would cost anyway? Yeah. It's always two, three, four times more expensive than what they claim it did. So so even if you took them at their word, you already know that it's going to be three yeah. or four times more expensive. So, it, yes, it's going to cost yeah, money. Yeah, they're still looking to raise money for uh, the finance Obamacare even yeah, more. It's just... uh, Fox News' Mike Tobin, unaccompanied minors have crossed into the U.S., more than we've seen, everything's been the heaviest, but heavily among young people under 18, unaccompanied minors, the heaviest they've seen uh, in many years. A DHS source tells Fox News the fiscal year saw somewhere between 100 and 300,000 gotaways who never end up part of the count. Former acting DHS Secretary Chad Wolf says the Biden administration needs to own the reality that a normal year will see less than a third of this year's illegal crossings. A CBP source says the families and unaccompanied minors will be processed and allowed to stay with a notice to appear at a later date. The single adults have made the trip in vain. Despite a promise, the Biden administration has not done away with a Trump-era policy that sends them back, citing a health crisis. Also during the fiscal year, 132,000 unaccompanied children crossed the border compared to 33,000 last year. Now, it was interesting last week, and I think News 4 Jax did a, a, I guess there's a truth index. Sometimes I have to redo their truth index, but... Having said this, there was a story where they were dropping off from McAllen, Texas to El Paso. They stopped in Jacksonville. So everybody was blowing up my phone, texting me when this story broke. And I'm like, hey, guys, before I talk about it, I can't, you know, I usually base things on facts. I know some things we assume. I said, let me check out the story. It wasn't like they dropped off a bunch of illegal immigrants on the way to White Plains, New York. They dropped off those of juveniles at the juvenile detention center near Tallahassee because they're all being flown in the 747. I guess the airport out there cannot handle it in Tallahassee. So they dropped 10 to 15 here and moved them over. So it wasn't the amount that everybody's talked about. But still, the question is, then what's the next big amount? They've all been tested for COVID. Who's watching these individuals? What are they basing it on? They say they got a nearest relative in the area. This, to me, and by the way, I will say this about the media. They're actually covering the story. 
which is kind of interesting, but it took the New York Post to report about how they've been dropped off in certain areas, and the media kind of caught a little bit late on that one. I, I think what, <clears throat> what, what maybe there's a little bit of confusion there is there have been multiple flights over the past few months that have come through Jacksonville in addition to what we just saw. Um, several times those chartered flights. So I think that there are, there are more than just 10 or 15 people that have been dropped off. There was also pictures taken at the airport when they were disparking. That was, well, I only know about this one. It so. was a mixture of, of, of minors and people that didn't look like minors. So at the end of the day, the, the bigger story is we just found out about this flight and what they're doing now. The other part of the story is it's been going on for several months, and they've been moving them in. You know, and you ask why. I mean, they claim, well, we're following the law, but you and I both know the real reason why you let unaccompanied minors stay here, get here, is because then Republicans are going to want to say they need to go back home. We look like the bad guys. And to a whole new generation of people. Yeah, it's it's, it's always the, the unaccompanied minors, and then, of course, with women, they're not being sent back, but the men are being sent back. That didn't make sense. None of their immigration policy makes sense. Well, oh, I know that. I know none of it does of that area right there. Joe Biden last night was asked about this at a CNN town hall meeting about, hey, are you gonna, this is this is almost like a, a gaffe, but here we go. He was asked by CNN's Anderson Cooper. What is it? Anderson Cooper 360? Anyway, so are they going to do a 180 on the, on the Biden White House? But anyway, so this is the president's response on immigration and the border. This is classic. Do you have plans to visit the southern border? I've been there before, and I haven't. I mean, I know it well. I guess I should go down, but the but, but the whole point of it is, I haven't had a whole hell of a lot of time to get down. I've been spending time going around looking at the nine hundred billion dollars worth of damage done by uh, by hurricanes and floods and and weather and tra- and traveling around the world. I thought the 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 wait. He say hurricanes and muds. I thought that was like two months ago. The best part of it, he's at a town hall. With Anderson Cooper when he could be using that time yeah. and done the town halls down there at the I border. I was going to suggest, yeah, yeah. But it gets better. So this this was about a 20, 25, 20-second response. Here was the main response that caught my attention. But uh, I plan on – now my wife Jill has been down. She's been on both sides of the river. She's seen the circumstances there. She's looked into those places. You notice you're not seeing a lot of pictures of kids lying on top of one another with, uh, you know, with 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 with, blind, with uh, um, you know, uh, looks like tarps on top of them. That, by the way, you said that was under the Biden administration, right? Under the Obama administration. Yeah, Obama. Yeah, yeah Obama administration. But you know, yeah. he could have hit to both sides of the river in the time it took him to answer that question. Yeah, it's just it's just interesting how you deflect it and put it off. On He's your a good wife. deflector. Yeah. Well, Anderson Cooper's a good. Wingman, isn't he? Yeah, just yeah, gotta well, help them out he's on that one. Yeah. Aid and assist him. So you put on the wife and, and stuff like that. Well, she's been down there a few times before and everything else. Hey, Kamala Harris went. <laughs> yeah, where's she been lately? Interesting down there. So. And she's the czar. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's uh, CNN's Don Lemon. D Lemon, you like that one? D Lemon. Uh, yeah, and just what Cuomo calls him. Uh, had a meltdown. Uh, now, let me set this up. Remember a few days back, Nancy Pelosi came out and said, well, maybe you guys should do a better job of presenting the bill. I actually, the media—I don't think the media does a good job, enough job presenting the bill. They've been saying free stuff here, free stuff here, and everything else. College, when it comes to uh, also uh, permanent tax credits, and and also some of the healthcare areas as well. And yet, Don Lemon has a meltdown and says it's not the role. I mean, it is—it's been the role of the media to be the advocates for the Democratic Party. Here's the clip. 
I'm not just going to sit back and expect the news media to do it for me because it's not our job to sell the narrative. It's our job to discuss what you are doing and, yes, part of what's in it. But it's not our job to sell your agenda for you. They are not selling their agenda. And the only reason that I am so enthusiastic about this is because our democracy is on the line. I don't want America to lose its democracy. I don't want America to be a country of minority rule. And I don't want America to be a place where black and brown people like me, whose ancestors fought and died for the right to vote, are restricted from going to the voting <clears throat> booth. That is the most un-American. I thought he says he wasn't, he, he, he's not here to do the media about, uh, you know, bidding for the depths. He's doing it right now. Well, I, and, and tell me if I'm wrong here. What does the infrastructure bill have to do with voting rights? Yeah, I mean, it's he's 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 I mean, he knows that their message is so bad because what they're selling is so bad and he's turning around blaming them. But he's been selling this. He's been trying to sell this for so long. And now he's realized how ridiculous he looks and he wants to blame them. Yeah, here's more of the clip. Thing to do. So I have this platform that I have now and I'm speaking very passionate about it. Democrats, get your butts in gear and get passionate about saving this damn country. Yeah, it's funny. He's out there going, it's not our job to become the media. You guys need to do a better job. But he's actually indirectly becoming the media spokesperson for the Democratic Party. You're not doing it. You're weak. You are weak. You are weak. When he makes that statement, he's insinuating only Democrats can save this country. He wasn't done. Thank if you're you. weak, you are weak. You oh, are weak. Man. He's a lemon. Again, let me play one more time before I get interrupted by both of you. Here's a clip. You are weak. You are weak. Good night. Thank you. Yeah, gotta go. Good night. See you later. Boom. Take off the jacket like Letterman. Walk out. Oh, yeah. It's a real mic drop there, uh, Lemon. Yeah. Don Lemon, so there we go, all sorts of stuff. Florida special session dealing with the vaccine mandates coming up in November. Governor Ron DeSantis pushing back against the Biden administration's plan to impose vaccine mandates. He is calling for a special legislative session now to address federal vaccine mandates for businesses and workers. He outlined broad goals for the session, including holding businesses liable for adverse reactions to the vaccine, removing legal liability protections for employers with those vaccine mandates in place, and added protections for people who've been fired for not being vaccinated. That's WPTV. Here is Florida Governor Ryan DeSantis. He says we need to put in these uh, legislative sessions so we can somehow uh, fight against the proposed vaccine mandates by the Biden White House. We need to take action to protect Florida jobs. And we have a situation now, unfortunately, in our country where we have a federal government that is very much um, trying to use the heavy hand of government uh, to force uh, a lot of these injections. And you have a lot of folks that actually believe that that decision should be theirs and that we believe in having basic medical freedom and individual choice and that your right to earn a living should not be contingent upon COVID shots. That we said from day one, we'll make it available for all, but we will mandate. All right, let me stop right there. So the I'm glad they're going down this route instead of some executive order. But the bottom line is, is that they're going to try to fast track this. I would assume it's going to go up in front of the U.S. Supreme Court because of the vaccine mandate. The question is whether or not can the president can get it done on a federal level, state level is a different story. But you've got to apply something instead of an executive order that's already confirmed. Hey. We oppose this, or then again, I have no clue what you're going to put in this measure. <clears throat> well, you know, part of the confusion is exactly what you raised is 
how is this being pushed through? What are we fighting against? Are we fight? We're fighting against a regulatory federal regulatory process. OSHA, other regulatory agencies, because there is no legislation, there's no right. true executive order. So the, the reality of it is legally, what are you fighting, right? I mean, what 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 could possibly go up to the Supreme Court at this point? You know, it, it would be it would be the state regulatory process pushing back against the federal federal regulatory process, and you know, how, what's the reach of each of them? So this is a, a kind of a unique battle. Um, if it gets into the court system, it's going to be you know interesting to see how this plays out. Um, you know, for me, it's fascinating, but, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's, it's like two marshmallows fighting, you, you know, it's, it's the, what, what really can either one of them do, but, well, but they're dangerous. Well, here's my thing. If you're going to sit back and complain against OSHA, which, which is fine with me, by the way, then the question is, I was asked, then why did you complain about against OSHA before and other issues out there? Or is this because it's a mandate? Well, they're, they're using it so much differently. Yeah. And OSHA's, you know, always been more, you know, we've always complained about OSHA regulations and some of the silliness and, you know, overreach that we think or some of the measures that we do that think are, you know, are, are, are too, you know, coddling. But but we, this mandate that they're, they're doing is so different than anything we've ever experienced. Yeah, I Talk. I mean, can you imagine if Trump came out with a mandate? He would be called a tyrant. Yeah. But Biden get, does it and there you go. Nothing. All right, more coming up, uh, 847 Talk Radio, WBOB. Where are the tie-ups to avoid WBOB traffic? Still over on southbound Roosevelt to 295. Traffic lights not working correctly there. Something to keep in mind, a hit-and-run accident now at Lane at Ramona. Lane at Ramona Avenue, no lanes are blocked there, but be aware. Help friends see something on the road that'll help them? 901-7233. Mostly sunny today. Expect the high 86. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 63. Fishing in Florida attracts millions of visitors to our state, supports more than 100,000 jobs, and contributes to 35 billion in our state's water-based economy each year. The future of Florida's fishing industry depends on a healthy Everglades. Protect our fishing. Restore America's Everglades. Learn more at evergladesfoundation.org. Are you having difficulty paying your IRS personal or business taxes due to COVID-19? If you owe a tax debt, there has never been a better time than now to get a resolution. The IRS has rolled out historic tax debt removal guidelines under their Taxpayer Relief Initiative. This COVID-19 program provides opportunities to remove or lessen your tax burden that weren't previously available. The tax attorneys at J. David Tax Law are right here in Jacksonville and are experts at negotiating with the IRS. At J. David Tax Law, only highly experienced tax attorneys will represent you. Never trust your tax situation to anyone that's not local to you. We've helped thousands of Floridians to overcome IRS and sales tax debt. Let us help you. Call J. David Tax Law today for a no-cost consultation at 904-507-4777. That's 904-507-4777. Or go to jdavidtaxlaw.com. Peace of mind is only a click or phone call away. Exam 4 needs to be sanitized. Mersana's MRI clinic isn't operating at max efficiency. She needs a new certified tech certifiably now. Someone's waiting in room 2 for an ACL scan. Can you handle that? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. 
With Indeed Instant Match, we immediately show you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your sponsored job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Maureen saved big shopping epic daily deals at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. And with her brand new tableware, everyone's welcome at Maureen's table. All of her family, friends, even her neighbor with the pet. Hey, has anyone seen a ferret around here? Found it. Dig into Amazon's epic daily deals. Spend less, smile more. Good morning. Finally Friday, and we've got some sunny skies, mostly sunny today with a high 86. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 63. Saturday will even be sunnier. You can believe that? Sunny, very sunny with a high 85. Right now, it's warming up with the sun up 70 now in Jacksonville. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB by calling 831-0600, 831-0600, or email ed at wbob.com, AM 600 and 101.1 FM, WBOB. This was kind of an interesting story we covered a few weeks back. The National School Board Union Association, or the association which is union-driven, said that uh, I, I think they're mostly they were talking about what happened at uh, Loudoun County up in Virginia, which does not have an impact on every other county statewide, but in a Evidently, the National School Board Association sent a letter to the Biden White House asking for an investigation at parents that have been, quote, threatening school teachers. But there's been no incident, according to the Washington Post editorial at last week, of any violence that's taken place. And remember, it referred to parents as domestic terrorists. The department has called on the FBI to step in amid increasing unrest at school board meetings across the country. A move critics fear is intended to dissuade parents from speaking out against elected leaders. It started with a letter sent to President Biden from the National School Board Association asking for federal assistance to deal with what the board calls threatening behavior by parents. Quote, the classification of these heinous actions could be the equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism and hate crimes. The Department of Justice announced that they would oblige the NSBA request. In response, Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco insisted that government agencies would only intervene in cases of violence. That is from Fox News. Alexandria Hoff. question is, is why do you need FBI when you have local police to dictate this as well? So the Attorney General was, quote, on the hot seat yesterday. Members of the Republican Party uh, at a congressional inquiry or a congressional Capitol Hill meeting went after the AG and the AG scaled back on these comments. Attorney General Merrick Garland spending part of his day on the defense at a House hearing. Republicans hammering away at a federal response to protests at local school board meetings. Louisiana Republican Congressman Mike Johnson. Instead of addressing the major issues facing the country, they're inserting the DOJ into culture war matters. Garland telling the House Judiciary Committee the Justice Department supports parents' free speech rights. I can't imagine any circumstance in which the Patriot Act would be used in the circumstances uh, of parents complaining about their children, nor can I imagine a circumstance where they would be labeled as domestic terrorists. All right, so he's scaling back on that. I got about a couple minutes here. This is going to be a fun political piece out there. My question is, I don't know if I would direct it at some of the school board uh, people that are running for office in re-election and for new office. To me, I would scale it back or at least dial it back. And instead of asking them, I would ask members of your local 
teachers union. I mean, you do get some crazies out there. That I mean, but if you if you threaten by saying, "Hey, we're coming after you politically," okay, it's a political, not a not a life threatening thing or a bodily function out there. But the optics are just still bad. The optics for for uh, you know, for the domestic terrorism comment from teachers unions. Yeah, well, I mean, not only that, but that I mean, it was, it was interesting to see Garland back down because that's exactly what his memo echoed. You know, the memo that he issued to the FBI. But he says it wasn't in. No, yeah, they say the domestic terrorism term wasn't in the uh, memo. Correct, but 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 when you look at the first sentence, and, and and Jim Jordan did a great job in his line of questioning of bringing this out, and he had Garland running in circles, but. Um, you know, if you get a chance, you can you know watch his 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 questioning, but um, it's bad optics, and, I, and you, that's why he backed down. Yeah. All right. More coming up next. Talk radio. WBOB. Where are the tie-ups to avoid? WBOB traffic. Still a run southbound Roosevelt to 295. Traffic lights not working correctly there. Something to keep in mind. A hit and run accident now at Lane at Ramona. Lane at Ramona Avenue. No lanes are blocked there, but be aware. Help friends see something on the road that'll help them. 901-7233. Mostly sunny today. Expect the high 86. Tonight, partly cloudy. Low 63. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. President Biden was in Pennsylvania Tuesday trying to sell Democrats on his so-called infrastructure bill we can't afford. During his speech, he again demonstrated he needs a cognitive test. At the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, where a shooting took place and several were killed, Biden said he remembered visiting the synagogue. He never did. He spoke to the rabbi by phone. He repeated a lie that his great-grandfather was a coal miner. He was not. He was a mining engineer. Biden knows this. In 2004, he said he didn't have any family in the coal mines. Biden claims to have traveled 1.3 or 1.7 million miles on Air Force Two when he was vice president. He didn't. Biden has claimed to have been shot at in Iraq when he wasn't. He said he was arrested on the way to see Nelson Mandela in prison. He wasn't. He said he used to drive an 18-wheeler. He rode in one. He's also a plagiarist. Why should we believe anything he says? Biden needs a cognitive test. He's lost it. But maybe he never had it. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. You know, a lot of times you have to choose between something high-quality or something that saves you money. But if you can get both... Why not? Especially when it comes to health care. And that's MediShare. You get both. The typical family saves 500 bucks a month switching to MediShare. And that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. It's because MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge PPO network, so... Yeah, really. You could save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. If you're self-employed or part of the gig economy, or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Here is the number you need. Call 855-90-BIBLE. That's 855-90-BIBLE. 
Bible. Coming up on the Friday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show, fantastic special guest, Mr. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, with us to talk about, of course, the legacy of the great man himself, but also what James is up to. Plus, Clay, what have you got? Latest on the border mess, the budget reconciliation bill continues to lead to battle after battle among the Democrats and We'll try to be a voice for sanity in an insane world. It'll be the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show, Friday edition. Come hang. WBOB. It's finally Friday. we got some uh, sunshine around, some high clouds, maybe a stray shower, but it should be a pretty good weather day. High 86 today. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 63. And Saturday, even better. We'll start the weekend sunny. High 85. 70 now in Jacksonville. Talk Radio WBOB. Home of the Ed Dean Morning Show, Ed. All right. AJ, good to see you, brother. Yeah, good being here. Do I have to see you all next week? Well, it might might happen. Oh, man. I feel illness coming on. Roger's still going to be in the Himalayas next week? Himalayas. Yeah, Yeah, I was was thinking about a vacation. AJ, this is a vacation for you. What are you talking about? All right. Hey, man, good to see you. You're probably right. Good to see you. Ron Davis, attorneyrondavis.com. Good to see you guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you for God every day for the show. All of you that tune in, you can always email me throughout the day at at wbob.com. Ed at wbob.com. We'll be ready to go coming up on Monday morning, and let's see how the talking heads spin everything. So we'll be ready to go Monday, 6 a.m. to 9. Talk radio, WBOB. AM 600 WBOB Jacksonville 101.1 FM W266CX Fruit Cove, the conservative voice of Jacksonville.